goodness. Canners are funny. They kind of... <laughs> they kind of... <laughs> In fact, whenever I think of their name, I always think of that song. Can I get a witness? And um, anyway, I think you're meant to bring them inside over the winter, but I haven't had an inside apart from the house. So I've just kind of left them outside and they kind of melt away to nothing, to little stumps. You're like, oh my God, they've died. And then they get this spurt on in about May, June, if you water them enough, which I found out that is really important. Um, and they just unravel every day. They get this kind of like little telescopic tube of leaf growing out of it. And then they just unravel into these cones of burgundy, glossy leaves, apart from that one that's been eaten by snails, clearly. It's got a raggedy edge. But yeah, they are stunning. So they're burgundy. And then ideally what happens towards the end of the summer is that they sprout this fantastic orange flower. So it's quite a contradiction of colour, but glorious. I can't wait for that. But then, you know, you shouldn't wish your life away, should you? Well, this one, actually, it's half gorgeous, half sorry for itself. I think there's a snail living in that that leaf. Oh, can you hear that? It's like... Just, they're like bits of fantastic cups of plastic. I don't know, they're just almost false looking. I got a mozzie on my face. Oh. So anyway, the canners, the canners canner need watering. <laughs> this is a bed, it's a raised bed. It's made of breeze blocks and then it's rendered with plaster and then it's painted white. So it's got a Mediterranean sort of charm about it. You think kind of thing you might have in a Mediterranean restaurant. I like a Mediterranean restaurant. So um, in this box, large box, is a palm tree, some grasses, the canna, and at the very back is a climbing rose, which has gone crackers actually this year. Um, so it's a bit of a medley of things. I want to drought proof. Well, it sounds grand, doesn't it? I want to buy flowers or plants for the garden that um, can withstand drier weather not only drier weather but also maybe some lazy watering options <laughs> it was my plan so some things need watering like the rose and the canna but actually the palm tree and the grasses need to be left alone the palm tree has doubled in height since we got it we live in the northwest of england it's not exactly the balmiest of places but i'm really pleased it's in a sheltered bed and this bed was actually built around an old tree stump because we couldn't be bothered or afford to get it ground down or get rid of it. And it was like this old pine tree and it was sticky and hard as nails. So we just built a big bed around it, filled it with soil and stuck some stuff in it. And it's grown. Amazing, isn't it? Right, moving on because I'm overwatering this now. So here we've got um, a sunflower which is about just over half a metre high and it was the, the only sunflower seed that actually germinated out of about 10 probably because the seed packet had gone off so I was a bit lucky with this one they only have a couple of years life in the seeds so, and also at the time we couldn't get to shops to get any seeds because it was locked down and so we had to sort of have a go really. I say we, it's just me. The kids used to be interested in stuff like growing sunflowers on the windowsill, but they're not anymore now that they're cool teenagers. 
anyway so um i love this sunflower because it is my sole survivor out of lockdown and it's growing it really races it gets to this time of year may june and it literally races to the sun it's every day is a is a growth spurt and i think that's really satisfying um i used to have when i had a flat in london a little garden and uh me and daisy used to have sunflower races in fact my brother visited from australia one year and three of us planted out a sunflower so we used to tell him how his sunflower was doing and whether he was winning the race and um not surprisingly he came third actually daisy came first and i came second and they were magnificent that year so i think we had giant russians giant russian sunflowers and the heads were like dinner plates just glorious just fun aren't they and you can't really go wrong with them well you can if you don't water them but <laughs> a bit of water a bit of sunlight we all do quite well don't we so this is a bit embarrassing um it's a veg box that we've built out of wood wooden planks it's ace it's really good it's full of compost it's full of things that are growing got a patch of carrots there and then we've got a section of lettuces and then we've got a section of peas and the reason it's embarrassing is because we now have what you can only describe as a massive glut of rocket and baby gem lettuce because i didn't i think with i didn't i didn't know how to do it i'd never grown lettuce before and so what I did is I just sowed all of my lettuce seeds in one go. What I didn't think about was that the fact that they would grow all at the same time and be all of the same size all at the same time and need eating. I've kind of read about how you should sprinkle seeds in after you've picked them and stuff like that. But because they weren't doing anything, I didn't really understand what would happen next. Now, it doesn't matter. I like lettuce. I can eat loads. I'll get some more seeds and bung it in the ground and see what happens again. But... The point is, and I think gardening is like one of those things that you don't really understand until you do it. You don't learn from it until you see it. I don't anyway. I learn from doing and seeing. <laughs> and I certainly learned my lesson with the massive amount of rocket. Can you make it into a soup? I can't imagine it would be very nice. Rocket soup. Blech. I'll Google it. <laughs> 